0: Thank you. Welcome to NPI
1: Tech Guys, your go-to radio show for cutting-edge managed IT services. Are you tired of unresponsive slow service from your current IT provider? Discover a world where network security, data protection, and expert support come together seamlessly. Stay tuned to learn how to transform your IT experience and never worry about downtime again. Call us at 866-986-NEWS. And let's make IT great together.
0: Welcome to Tech Watch Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman and Jay Harrison with me. Welcome, sir. Howdy, Sam. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. It's another day in tech. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. That's why it's called Tech Watch Radio. Welcome to the show. And, man, we've got a bunch of cool stuff for you this episode. First off... There is a new iPhone feature that many of you know about, many of you may not know about. I think, uh, what, version 16 of the iOS brought it out? But it's a microphone change that really is impressive, Jay.
1: Yeah, that's right. So the um, latest version 16 of the iPhone um, has voice isolation built into the uh, system. So when you're on a call, if you pull down the menu while you're on that call... And you tap, there'll be a new microphone control at the very top on the control panel. And you can set it from standard to voice isolation, which is what we're talking about now. And also, if you're on a digital call, like a FaceTime call, you can set it also to wide spectrum. So if you want somebody to hear what's going on in a room or a concert or to get more fidelity than a normal call, you can set it on that wide spectrum. That won't work on cellular calls but the voice isolation works really well. And if you got a lot of background noise, whether you're at a restaurant, you're at home with the kids, whatever, you can turn that on and everybody just hears you like you're on the radio almost, but not that good.
0: I wouldn't say it's everybody hears you. I would say it decreases a lot of the background noise. Some stuff in my testing still kind of pokes through. But it really can make a difference in a restaurant. Make a difference if you're outside. Make a difference if you have kids that are being loud. Make a difference in so many situations. And oftentimes it's not even so much that you mind if people know where you are. But it's oftentimes if you're in a really loud place, people just can't even hear you. Yeah, and if you have this isolation, they can.
1: It's more than subtle, though. I mean, you and I played with it. And it... It's it's a marked difference. Like you're just like
0: wow. The, the room yes, just is. got really
1: quiet. It's it's kind of like um, playing with uh, active noise canceling headphones when you turn them on and you go whoa. That's pretty amazing. I mean maybe not that big,
0: but it's pretty it's pretty nice. It's that big. It's pretty big, Jay. And it, by the way, by default it's standard, and you cannot don't just try to swipe down on the top because you won't see it. You've got to be in an active regular phone call to swipe it down. If you're in FaceTime, it tells you that you can't change that setting. But if you're on a regular voice phone call during the call, then you swipe down and you'll get that microphone. It's by default on just the standard, but you can change it to voice isolation or change it to this broadband mode. Now the broadband mode, as Jay mentioned, it can work for a concert, but it can also work for, um, you know, if you were uh, in a room and you wanted to basically uh, have kind of a, I don't know what you want to call it, a conference phone, oftentimes your regular phone and your speaker is just not loud enough. If you Bluetooth it to a speaker and then you put that in the broadband mode, buddy, you've got a killer speaker. And then if you can pass the phone around so people can talk, I mean, it's a makeshift, really cool, um, you know, conference system around the table, if you will. I mean, it's impressive. So there's a lot of uses for this, but by default, it's still standard. You got to turn it on, it will stay on if you leave it on from call to call, though, Jay. Yeah, it's a sticky setting.
1: There's also a cool feature in video calls. Um, everybody is pretty familiar with, since I think about the 11, the iPhone 11, where you had portrait mode and it kind of blurs the background. You can do this now on a live FaceTime call. Same thing, pull down from the menu, change your camera to portrait mode, and it will blur the background actively um, with just you know AI or whatever or, or computationally while you're on that call and that, that's pretty cool and handy too
0: yeah so if you're at grandma's house and you're doing you know kind of a political podcast or you're whatever you're at work you don't want people to know grandma's a hoarder or whatever <laughs> you yeah, can exactly. go ahead and blur that background right yeah exactly all right just kind of want people to understand anyway very cool feature we thought would bring that to your attention try it uh, let us know email us talk at Radio. Dot com. And we can uh, check it out and, um, you know, get your feedback. Just tell us how good it is. Did you try it? Do you like it? Kind of an idea. All right. Microsoft is in the news for a bad reason. Um, you know, a week or two ago, they got hacked. Uh, Microsoft says Chinese hackers used, quote, code flaw to steal emails from U.S. agencies. Um, this is by Reuters news service. If you wonder where we got it. This is very serious, Jay. It is very
1: significant. Uh, this cybersecurity breach occurred. It resulted in email theft from even U.S. government agencies. The hackers exploited vulnerabilities in Microsoft's email software. Multiple agencies were but, uh, are affected, but specific agencies are still undisclosed. They haven't named names yet, but they are saying that our government agencies were affected. Uh, the breach highlights the ongoing threat from cyber criminals and emphasizes the need for robust security measures to protect critical safety in systems and data. Uh, Microsoft is actively addressing the vulnerabilities, they say, and they've urged affected organizations to implement security updates. But they're they're being kind of closed-lipped about it as far as uh, the nitty-gritty on the details, Sam.
0: And they are saying they rolled out a fix, and hopefully that's fine. But here's what I find interesting in this Reuters story, Jay. They say that Chinese hackers misappropriated one of its, quote, digital keys and used a flaw in the company's code to steal emails from U.S. government agencies and other clients. Now, when you say misappropriated a key, I don't really understand that. It sounds like that key was designed for that purpose. Now, they say it exploited a code flaw. I guess I'm not really sure if they're saying that they had a back door that got, well, somebody got the key to it. Or okay. what the heck they're really saying here, right?
1: In my opinion, this is just Microsoft speak. Anytime they come out with a breach or whatever, their their language is very nebulous, very. Um, You're right. So like, oh, misappropriate, or they'll say, um, you know, people go there. There's unintended consequences, like somebody's hacking their system, or it's a, a zero-day vulnerability, and they. But the way they word it is very, you know, they they leave a lot open, just to give them a lot of wiggle room. I think probably legally, I don't know but so i that's what i think that is that's i don't i don't know they had a key and they misappropriated it just like hey you can misappropriate anything that you get your hands on you're right if you don't use the way they intended for you to use it so that's just broad. Yeah, and whether that's
0: true or not, I don't know. All I'm saying is either they had a key and they had some back door that they didn't like the way they used it, or it's their way of kind of minimizing the flaw, making it sound like, oh, well, if you have the key and you exploit it, anybody who doesn't have the key, you got a double protection, you're okay. I don't know if it was a defense way to write that in a way where guys like me would go, mm, okay, or what. But any action that targets the U.S. government or big the corporate world, so to speak, is a serious concern, folks. And what I find fascinating about this is it is creating diplomatic issues with China right now, Jay. Now, Microsoft's blog post did not explain how the hackers, quote, got their hands on one of the company's digital keys. And uh, so maybe Microsoft got hacked ahead of this theft, Jay. That's even another question that the article brings out.
1: The truth is we've been in a cyber cold war for decades. And... It may seem like all peaceful and happy on the surface, but, you know, behind the scenes, the Chinese, the Russians, the American, everybody's going at Israel. Everybody is in a big um, just all out competition to get one over on the other guy. And I and I think everybody knows that by now, but you don't always see it. So it doesn't it doesn't seem like it, but it's there all the time.
0: Amen and to that. And it's, and it's it'll always be a battle. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. It'll never go away. So the question is, how do we be the most secure we can possibly be? And interestingly enough, in this article, it also highlights this. Many people are saying, hey, um, Microsoft, as a result of this, you need to make your top level of digital auditing um, called logging, available to all the customers free of charge right now in other words you've got to give people kind of an idea have they been the ones that have been hacked um is there a way to kind of ensure that i'm not being hacked there's got to be some level of accountability and responsibility on Microsoft's side to up the ante uh for everybody
1: now sam you work with a lot of companies that a lot of them that are using um big these big microsoft email solutions does this worry you with some of the people that you work with and work
0: for it worries me because I'm always worried as an IT professional and, and security is a concern. I do understand from our internal team, though, that we have got things in place and it didn't happen to us. Do you think that you, you hear this a lot,
1: I feel like, and maybe I'm just biased. I feel like you hear this a lot more about Microsoft than some of like Google solutions or other things, um, ProtonMail and, and places like it. Maybe it's because Microsoft's just the big leader and they're the big target in that. But do you think it's happening more to them or do you think they're just the big guy on top?
0: I they're the big guy on top, number one. I also think that Google might have a better relationship to manage this internally and not tell people about a lot of it. <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, but look, That's Google was caught. No, listen, Google was caught driving by houses and houses and houses, and even when the government told them you cannot do this, governments, or Google said, we're not, we're not, we're not, got caught lying to the government. It got found out and had to pay a big fine. So we know Google has a track record of that, though. Let's be clear. Yeah, the war driving
1: gate situation.
0: Yeah. So I'm just saying, I don't mean to be, uh, you know, turn this into a conspiracy hour, but I do mean to say, I don't think we have the up and up on it. And I think all these companies are always in an epic battle. It's the cold digital war or the cold tech war, whatever you want to call it. And look, everybody's trying to get an upper hand and some have good intentions, some have bad intentions. And I think most importantly for us at least when I say us, I mean the average American and small business to medium business, we need to do our very best to partner with IT companies that truly take this seriously. Number one, the likelihood of you being hit because of the layers of security and protection we put in place is reduced significantly. And secondly, if there is a hit for some reason, our ability to mitigate, uh, to respond quickly, um, really kind of makes the difference how fast you can respond oftentimes really matters the most jay
1: it does and that defense in depth strategy that you can get with a professional it team um, really helps you from being that low hanging fruit where those are the, you know some of those guys just get stormed and they don't they don't know better you know they can't know you can't it takes an expert in this field it's it's a very complex field and it's not unattainable but it's not easy either
0: Yes, indeed. But you know what, your IT provider can help if you get the right guys that understand security, they can be on it, uh, reduce and mitigate the problems in the first place, and then respond with rapid speed if necessary. That's, you know, one of the keys to IT departments. And this isn't a commercial for that, but it is a truism that if you have IT professionals that are watching this stuff all the time, you know, then that really can make or break your company and the difference and really affect your bottom line for the positive if done right now there's an audio editor out that's a free open source editor that's really really cool a lot of podcasters use it and everything else they had an incredible upgrade a couple of months ago but we want to kind of highlight this it's pretty cool since we're talking about you know voice isolation and audio in general we thought we'd throw this one in too jay
1: yeah this is a much on a lighter note and a positive news audacity which we've been watching for years um even since the cool edit pro days these guys came out with one of the first open source completely free Audio editor. They just released version 3.3 a couple months ago, um, and it's some of the, it's some of the cool features we just wanted to highlight on this. Number one, we already mentioned it's open source, but it's got a lot of real-time audio effects in there. They've improved performance and stability of it. They've got um, some new compressor, noise reduction, and equalizer effects. They've got uh, a new VST3 plugin support. Um, they've got improved keyboard navigation, which is always good. I use that a ton. On my favorite is GoldWave, and I, you know we use that a ton. Um, but they've got better labels. Track color. It's a uh,
0: um, it's not free though. Shareware program that you can use. Yeah, uh, but anyway, Goldwave is available. But this is really cool, and these features are incredible. And the bottom line is, we're up in the ante everywhere in the quality of audio. Jay. Yeah,
1: indeed. And they're really they're really coming out to be a pro. Um, thing. also on the same note, um, uh, GIMP, which is kind of the open source Photoshop. They just released updates today or yesterday. Where they're coming, they've got a whole new interface and a design that you can turn on, and they're you know they're keeping up with Photoshop as best they can as far as an open source free platform. Uh, Oh, if you want Photoshop, Photoshop is fifty dollars a month, so it's like six hundred bucks a year. Well, and the equivalent
0: in the Adobe world for um, Audacity or for GoldWave is expensive too, Jay. What's that thing called?
1: Um, it is called. Used to be called Cool Edit. They bought it. It's called Audition, I believe. Yeah. Ad- Adobe, Adobe Audition. Yeah.
0: Anyway, it's kind of expensive too. Now, normally, you don't want to gimp in your get along, ladies and gentlemen. But in this case, you do want to gimp in your. Graphics no, it's editing, a, right? gimp
1: stands for the GNU Image Manipulation <laughs> Program. So
0: I'm it's kind of a dumb kidding. name, not, I think. It's but, not spelled the same, but yeah. I guess it's funny. It is. You normally don't yeah. want to gimp in your get along, but in this case, you certainly do, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying, uh, for fun. But those are some cool updates that we saw that we thought would be worthy. Don't we have a last story, Jay? No,
1: that's it. That that was the well, that's I, it for this one. The bonus story was the was the gimp thing. So you know, you've got uh, audacity oh, coming yeah. out, okay. and um, and it, we just think it's cool. We, I like happening. to see open source uh, development. I think it's good. I think a lot of government should be on open source instead of closed source stuff. There's uh, a lot of things to it, and there's uh, there's A great degree of security. You know, the the IT sector comes down on two different sides on this. Some people say, oh, if everybody can see your code, then you're open to attacks. I think I fall on the other side of it, which is if everybody can see the code, everybody can see what's going on. And and you are more likely to have researchers and other people point out flaws and get them patched early and and often than you are when you just have a, a blob, a nebulous blob that nobody knows like microsoft yeah it's certainly an (laughs) epic debate i fall on
0: both sides of it to a great degree the same thing is true do you want to buy software one time and own it and pay for upgrades or do you want SaaS software software as a service where you got to pay you know ongoing for it we could do a whole show Uh, on that topic right there so uh, yeah and we can also talk about you know um desktop as a service d-a-a-s is what they're calling that now you know do you want desktop as a service and believe it or not for a couple of clients of mine i'm working on that in depth to say you know what's the best way to go about that and believe it or not a lot of these uh, desktop as a service now you can buy a computer in the cloud or a virtual machine with a desktop you can allocate memory um, CPUs and hard drives on the or, uh, you know um, disks uh, storage on the fly you could scale it up scale it down without any cost I mean this has been around for a long time but here's the new thing I just learned they're now using PI's the PI 400 as their um, Way to connect to these things. And so you got this little pie on your desktop that supports two monitors, and then you connect to your in-the-cloud server that could be a Mondo server with a lot of power. Killer internet. So you got a thin stream between you and your big computer, but your big computer can have, like, Mondo internet capabilities and serious storage and serious power. That's cool. So there's a lot of cool things people are doing that I just thought I'd bring to your attention as kind of the final wrap-up. We look you know forward what, to updates folks? from You know what, folks? If that. you want to learn more, keep in touch with us. Go to your favorite tech show for answers. If you want to email us, throw out an idea for a show, get feedback on something that we talk about and more, talk at techwatchradio.com. Would love to hear from you. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to Tech Watch Radio.